if you, if you could start any nonprofit, what would be the nonprofit you would start? That's a really good question. Probably a nonprofit organization that focuses on men's mental, like mental health after going through a divorce, mm. because you know there's a lot of organizations set up for women, mm. and that's great. But I feel like there's not a lot of organizations set up for men. Mm-hmm. So it would definitely be um, something around men and the them going through divorce, and, and then even post divorce, and just being there for them. And helping them, helping them adjust to being not married anymore. But yeah. something I haven't really thought of the mm-hmm. nuts and bolts yet. Mm-hmm. But definitely something around that arena. Right, right. No, that's great. That's great. You know, because earlier you're talking about other things you wanted to get done and achieved outside of film and TV. Yeah, that's kind of where this conversation is really headed. Um, or um, I have another one. Um, an after-school program. I feel like there's a lot of these, but I would want to go back to St. Louis and start like an after-school program mm-hmm. for kids who live in the inner city, so they're not out after school mm-hmm. doing, you know, whatever, engaging in dangerous activities. We have them after school. They're working on homework. They're doing fun activities. It's like a, it's like a camp. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A camp, and they have a really great adult figures who they can look up to for guidance and everything outside of teachers you know right. what i mean and that would be that would be another one that i would want to start my question about that would be how would it be different than boys and girls club yeah um or does it have to be different i don't think it has to be different okay i will i would probably want my organization to be a little bit more involved okay you know like really keeping track of their grades really keeping track of what they're doing mm-hmm. like after school and everything not so much what goes on in the home that has nothing to do with um, anybody except the people who live there. Right. But just being more engaged and just actually caring because, you know, my mom works in the inner, inner, inner city school district right now. Mm-hmm. And she says that a lot of the teachers are white, so they can't relate to the black students. Mm-hmm. But she's black mm-hmm. and she understands what they're going through. Mm-hmm. So they like her the most. Mm-hmm. Because, for one, she looks like them. Mm-hmm. And for two, she understands what they're going through. And my mom doesn't take S from nobody, even right. from 12-year-old kids. Right. So, and even all the other, I was, I don't know if the other teachers like her, but I know the counselors, the principal, I know they all love my mom. Right. Because of the impact that she's making mm-hmm. with these kids. So, I'm hoping to, with my organization... With my nonprofit organization, once I do start one in the future, I will want, especially for the inner city, I would definitely want more black-led um, figures. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what the boys and girls club is like. I don't know if they have black-led figures or white-led figures or whatever. I have no idea. It's, it's yeah, from what I've seen in in Missouri, it's primarily black. That's good. That's yeah. good. Well, I definitely want to expand that and yeah. continue because you know you can't. Um, I don't think you'd have too much of a good thing. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, we're gonna stay on the topic of this nonprofits, but I did want to say, do you feel like only um, you know black authority figures, black teachers, um, black administration can serve serve black youth, or do you feel like any ethnicity can can serve black youth?
I feel like anyone can serve black youth, mm-hmm. but but there's a difference between being an inner city kid mm-hmm. and being a kid raised in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Me, I was raised in the suburbs, mm-hmm. so I did well with white teachers mm-hmm. or any teachers of any ethnicity, but most of my teachers were white. I see. And black teachers, I did well with both. That's because I was I was raised in the suburbs and I was around um, white people a lot. Mm-hmm. However, inner city kids, it's and I had a very st- structured home life. Okay. You know what I mean? Inner right. city kids, you know, a lot of inner, not all of them, but a lot of them don't have what I have. So even amongst my own peers, right, I'm very privileged because right. of that. So inner city kids can really only relate and from what I've seen and from what, and from what I've witnessed from my mom too is that inner city kids can really only relate to people that look like them Okay. now can you have that one teacher like that one teacher that's a different ethnicity and relate to these kids absolutely but that's not the norm 100% okay. and I think my mom is a special case because she knows exactly what they're going through you know what mm-hmm. I mean I don't want to dive too personal or anything like that, but she was an inner city kid. Herself, right? Yes. So, yeah, that's something that I don't, that I can't even relate to. Right. You know, even though we're both the same skin color, I don't know what it's like to grow up in an inner city. Right. Yeah, it's an interesting topic because it does, it pertains to education going Mm -hmm. forward. It pertains to our future, which is always going to be the youth. And the best... Um, you know, the future for the future for black entertainment, the future for black professionals in general is all going to lie within our youth and how they're guided and how they're raised and how they're brought, and how they're brought up. Um, but then there's also the part of, I know different communities believe that's best if their community teaches their youth. Though we do all, we do all cohabitate on this earth together. So... Um, I do believe it's important to have teachers of different ethnic backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I do think it's important to be exposed to different ethnicities and cultures early on. Um, it's important to know your own, but I think it's also important for you to know how to bridge the gap. Right? Um, you know, I always use the always use always use the analogy if we had some sort of outside of the world threat come here then we're all the same race overnight right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like aliens or something if, if aliens or something came in they came into the picture or anything outside this earth which would be an alien comes into the picture we all become the same race overnight and if we haven't learned how to bridge that gap i mean that's going to make be communication errors and things like that and you don't really want too much too many lags of communication amongst the people you live on this earth with and with that alone you know i think it's good to teach these young black kids uh spanish um or another language i think it's good to uh you know tell them the importance i get financial education financial education is also Mm -hmm. uh doesn't matter what language you speak that's that's universal i think there's things that can be taught and implemented that bridge the gap amongst different communities um the way Jewish people um, manage their, their, their finances, the way they teach their youth how to be frugal is something that we could pass on. In our community, we're the ones who are advertised to. I can see this from the, market, the business side of things. I do commercials, I do advertisements, but I see that our, 
that are gauged towards the black community. I've seen advertising gauged towards the Latin community. And you see it, and it's like, man, why, why are we making this? Like, they don't need this product. But they will, the scripts are handed to me so, so I can relate to black people, get them to buy a product that they may or may not need, and most of them they don't need it. Well, I would like to reprogram that from the start, you know, live a life more by design, and um, teach these kids what, what between, what's, the difference, what's the difference between a want and a need, truly. That's one of the first lessons we learn in school. I know you learned that as well, a want and a need, but kind of stops after the first grade. It needs to be repeated every year um, of, these, of these children's lives, every year until, until grade 12 and probably beyond. Every year of any human's life, the difference between a want and a need. Because they will make that, they will make that water muddy, as we use that analogy a lot. Um, because it's, once again, the wolf, you know, um, giving sheep advice. So the, wolf, the wolf giving sheep advice is telling you, you know, lay down, wait there, so you can be my next meal, whether you're the meal for today or the meal for tomorrow. And our job is to teach the black youth not to be that meal, not to get into uh, debt with credit, not to, not to use substances. You know, not to have a dependency on this. You know, build your own. Realize that your your earnings in your lifetime are based off of your service. If um, if something is given to you for free, then you're the product, right? And things like that of that nature. So there's a lot of things that need to be taught. A nonprofit for that's a great one. Um, what would you start? What nonprofit organization? You know, I was never really interested in nonprofits uh, for myself. You know, it used to be a life really about myself, for myself, and, and for my family. Um, though, after seeing things unfold in, in my life recently, um, nonprofits have become more appealing as mortality and life has become more appealing to me in general outside of film. Mm -hmm. So, something to stop these kids from substance abuse is huge to me. Um, as you know, there's and there's an, a, an epidemic, or you know, another pandemic in a way of this uh, usage of uh, synthetic drugs and fentanyl and things like that. Um, I see there's moms on the streets that are frying, and moms and dads and uh, uncles and aunts and just family members on the street pushing movements to to stop their kids from taking this mm -hmm. or so the kids aren't taking any substance this could be mixed with Adderall this could be mixed with a countless amount of over-the-counter drugs and, and you don't know that you don't know that that pill is going to be the last thing you last thing you indulge or last thing you touch until it is until they're cleaning up your corpse and so um, yeah it's um, it's 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 it's, it's, it's Something that's been, you know, weighing on me as far as what real service looks like. So a nonprofit for me, in short, would be one that combats substance abuse. Um, I'd probably go to lane, the same lane my mother went in. She ended up um, adopting um, a, a few children. I would have some sort of, I don't know if I'd go into adoption myself uh, tomorrow or 
10 years from now, but I do know I, I would start an organization to double down on the work my mom was working with when she was working with these children. Her company was called Infinite Doorways, which basically told these kids there's opportunity even though you think that door is closed. For sure. Um, though we'll circle back around to that. This is Black Hollywood, and uh, we'll be back. Yep.